0: Hi, everyone. This is Peter Chadi of Creative Media. And here's the article I just wrote for industry trade publication, The Wrap. You can find it on therap.com. But this is NFT platform OpenSea's response to the recent creator resale royalty uproar. I call it NFTs hit rough waters for creators on OpenSea. Perhaps the single most exciting and empowering promise of NFTs to the overall creative community is the blockchain's unique ability to drive revenue, not only for the initial sale of their works, but also continuing royalties in every subsequent resale. Imagine Vincent Van Gogh getting paid when he first sold his classic painting sunflowers and then earning an ongoing 10% royalty on every resale. Perhaps Vincent would have enjoyed a very different fate. That's Web3's transformational incentivizing superpower for creators, and it's also the right thing to do for those artistic forces that actively create the value in the first place, rather than give it all to those who passively collect 100% of subsequent appreciation. But on February 17th, leading NFT platform OpenSea made significant changes to its resale royalty policy that rocked that Web3 promise and left many creators feeling betrayed. The reaction followed OpenSea's tweet storm that announced it was, quote, moving to optional creator earnings with a 0.5% minimum for all collections without on-chain enforcement, old and new, close quote. In other words, many creators who invested their time and trust in OpenSea based on what they believed to be a guaranteed lockdown stream of resale royalties now abruptly found themselves adrift and dependent on the good graces of resellers. And in a nascent Web3 world populated by significant numbers of profit maximizing speculators, good graces can be hard to come by. OpenSea became the villain, as many creators conclude that OpenSea had reneged on a fundamental tenet of their deal. To its credit, the company OpenSea acknowledged that OpenSea, I should say, acknowledged that it changed its resale royalty policy in direct response to competitive headwinds most directly to competing marketplace Blur, which has touted its 0% transaction fees all the way to the top in its race to the bottom. Industry publication The Information just reported that Blur now holds approximately 80% of global NFT trading volume. And in one of its tweets, OpenSea mirrored that number and bemoaned that, quote, today approximately 80% of the total ecosystem volume does not pay full creator earnings, and the majority of volume has moved to a zero free environment, close quote. In other words, the company was losing sales volume fast to less, uh, shall we say, creator-friendly competitors. Quote, this required a change, close quote, to its own policies, it tweeted, with require being an interesting choice of word. So I spoke with OpenSea. I reached out several times. And in a conversation with OpenSea's chief business officer, Shiva Rajaraman, Rajaraman chalked up most of the hate directed toward OpenSea to confusion. Yes, those NFT collections previously coded without what it calls its operator filter, which is apparently a couple of lines of code that enables so-called on-chain enforcement. Yes, these would be impacted by its new policy, and the company regretted this reality. But when I later followed up with the company's spokesperson to ask how many creators faced that unfortunate reality, the company responded that it doesn't share that data. So those creators who launched collections in a time when they had no reason to believe that special on-chain enforcement was necessary, and when no code was even available, are for the most part, simply out of luck. But Rajaraman reassured me that OpenSea remains 100% committed to preserving royalties on all new collections coded with its operator filter or using alternative enforcement tools from companies such as Manifold, code that basically designates which other marketplaces can sell collections created on OpenSea. However, when I later asked whether this new assurance was now ironclad, this new assurance, whether it was ironclad, a company spokesman seemed to hedge OpenSea's bets. Yes, the spokesperson told me, so long as its commitment were coupled with a way to ensure that NFT collections couldn't be resold royalty-free on other marketplaces, then yes, that would be the case. So here we go, round and round, seemingly back to where we started in the first place, where this brouhaha began. And we've seen this movie before. When a company's sales volume and market share drop precipitously, as OpenSea apparently did here, unbridled investor pressures and priorities almost always win. And here, profit-maximizing priorities of OpenSea buyers and sellers trumped those of the creators who built that value in the investor's marketplace in the first place. Listen, it's easy Monday morning quarterback OpenSea's decision to change the rules of the game while the players are still on the field. The company, yes, did face massive pressures and substantial sales lost sales volume being a white knight amidst competing take-no-prisoners players in this great NFT land grab. And undoubtedly, there were no easy or even not-so-easy solutions to the problem. Nonetheless, from the perspective of the creative community, it was incumbent upon OpenSea to do something that placed creator interest first. And I'm not sure that abruptly announcing the significant policy change on Elon Musk's latest toy Twitter was the way to go. The way to go is real outreach to and proactive engagement with the creative community that was needed. After all, if creators aren't incentivized to play in this new Web3 sandbox, then there will be fewer creative sandcastles built. It's typical short-term thinking that loses the forest for the trees. fees may taste great now for buyers and sellers, but not so much for dissolution creators who need and deserve to be fed too. In any event, OpenSea's rough waters serve as a cautionary tale. Web3 and NFTs continue to confuse and confound most of the world. We're in the early innings of the commercial blockchain after all, and such confusion frequently leads to skepticism skepticism that begets a tendency to write off the overall Web3 opportunity rather than learn and embrace it. That's why NFT's headline feature to creators, ongoing baked-in royalties, are so critical. At headline breaks down barriers by giving creators something that is entirely new and ultimately transformational. And here's the thing, the blockchain's unique power to deliver the goods is real. I'm a huge believer in it. NFTs were never intended to be pump-and-dump, get-rich schemes anyhow. Their true power and promise rest in delivering very real, ongoing value, connection, and community, and most importantly, a revolutionary new way for artists and creators to take back so much value lost to Web2 middlemen platforms like Facebook, YouTube, and the App Store. NFTs hold the long-awaited holy grail potential of directly connecting creators with audiences uniquely enabling a direct and reciprocal exchange of value. I've written about this several times. OpenSea, a long-time respected innovator in the world of Web3, had the power to lead here, take a stand for creators, and move Web3 and NFTs closer toward that ultimate promise. Instead, faced with rough seas, the captains abandoned ship just when they were needed most. If you want to learn more about what I write about in the tech forward world of media and entertainment, reach out to me at peter at creativemedia.biz and check out my firm, creativemedia.biz. And until next time, keep watching all the transformation and try to stay ahead of the curve. Cheers.